What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars inside the Miller's Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. Getting into my cue. What's up? This is Caleb. This is Caleb. I know we 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 planned everything but that. We didn't actually brief him because this is your third visit. It's my third visit. So it's not my first time around the block, but so we have an old friend back in town. Um, and so uh we were watching the hockey together and we asked you to join us. So thank you for uh for joining us. We're looking forward. We've been catching up all weekend. Yeah. It's been a good weekend. It's been amazing. And we got to see uh, Sean, which was uh, also amazing. As of this recording, 13 days. As of the release of this podcast, eight days, I think, before he marries out of his league, uh, Amy. (laughs) Um, He outkicked his coverage. So, run. run. I think think they're they're going down to, is it New Orleans where he's getting married at? Yeah, it would be his home so. home stretch. Yeah. He's he's a for an LSU fan. He's a yeah. He's an awesome guy. Lives in West Texas now. He's he's hung out with uh, with Rob at uh, the yes. Leaf a few times and everything. He's, I think uh, it's possible that Rob has hung, hung out with everybody. He hasn't hung out with uh, us yet. <laughs> no, but he, I was talking to uh, your friend Pat, mm-hmm. and he's hung out with Rob. Oh, okay. Because so he maybe, was telling yeah. me about uh, Jay at the Leaf, and I said, "Yeah, I know Jay." And he goes, really? And I said, do you know Rob? And he goes, I said, record Cigar Talk podcast? And he goes, yeah, I think I met Rob. I said, meeting Rob is not a thing you think you did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Padre met him. Padre met him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a... Greg. Greg is... uh, Greg was impressed. Us us, uh, podcast guys, we get around. We get around. I think that... (laughs) It's just safe. A, just a touch of slut in all of us. Yeah. <laughs> touch. Touch. Speaking of which, we're on the Sunday part of the weekend with the first West End event. Yes. So teaching I am, of sl- I am speaking of slut. I'm just now like recovering. That wow. was it was so fun. You are so out of event oh shape. My God. It was sad. Like <clears throat> Caleb and I were talking because we wanted to stay seriously for about twenty minutes after like ten o'clock and it was like no, you guys got to leave. It's 10 o'clock. And because we knew just how much we had to clean up to get stuff ready for Saturday, lather, rinse, repeat. And I think we, uh, we, yeah. uh, we finally got everybody out of here about 1030. We finished cleaning about 1115. And then finally we just sat and I tried to smoke a cigar, but I had smoked so many just chain smoking the whole night. I couldn't taste what I was smoking, but it was, it was one of the, uh, the surrogates, uh, Tatawahe. And I was like, I can't even, I can't even taste this thing. It was my palate shot, but it was, it was really fun. It was nice to see familiar faces and also nice to see faces I haven't seen since our last event. Yeah. Um, but it and was some just, brand new faces. Yeah. Well, tons tons of new ones, but man, it, it was full. It was, uh, I got up here, so I got up here about two o'clock or so. Right. About and four hours late, right, Caleb? <laughs> y'all were waiting on me. Um, and it was already like, had that gray haze in the air. Um, and then just come, I mean, the event didn't start until five technically, but by five we had already sold through like seven boxes and I'm just slinging, I'm going, but it was really fun. Um, was barbe- c- the barbecue was on point, of course. Barbecue was good. Um, yeah, it was fun. I'm glad we got that one. That was a nice, good, good little test run. Get, you know, get the wings yeah. or the, the, the wind underneath our sails again and everything. Yeah. You and, guys uh, were, um, 
clearly, clearly knocking the rust off. I, I think the term that I would use, it was, you know, you guys were, I mean, 15 months of not doing an event like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was not, obvious. <laughs> it was, wasn't that bad. No, it was to, to, to the experienced oh. eye. It was, it was well, obvious. It was, it was funny because like, you guys had your hands on your knees there's a lot. A, there's a little bit of extra stress, you know, <laughs> among staff. You could tell like, you know, so there's a little bit of underlying well, tension beneath trying to relax. It was like, well, because, because, because Doug was like, Doug was like, get back behind the register. That's where you need to go. And right. I was like, okay, okay. You had to hustle back a couple times on defense when you really shouldn't have. Yeah, I thought your position was wrong several times. I think overall, I'm sure you guys will have a meeting this week to discuss like, uh, the I improvements. Like, I just want to take a break. Let me take a pee break, boss. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was obvious that you're clearly out of shape. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> that was obvious. Uh, um, thanks. It was, uh, but it was it was a great event. No, it was. It was. I mean, it was. Sales were great. It was awesome seeing everybody. Um, you know, Perdomo is a good seller. Like we talked about last week, that was the very first cigar that we brought into the shop. Yep. Um, so it's always going to have its nice little, uh, like, uh, solid cigars. I mean, just really smokable. The, those three new ones were out and those were like, I mean, we've talked about it before. Because when the we Immenso had red, yeah, and when the Immenso and the Immenso. Yeah. When we had red Cho, on. Like, Chodier and Chodius. Chodius. Um, this shop likes its big cigars and it's, it's crazy. We, we sold a lot of them and it's, uh. I will admit I haven't smoked one because it's, because it's not my, I, yeah. I, I don't enjoy so, that yeah, size. I would have smoked one uh, if I had not seen Mark have one and, and he thought it was all right. Yeah. Uh, but it's tempting because it is a lot. I mean, it's a lot of tobacco so f- for, for a seven buck cigar. Seven for a, a it's five, gotta be a pound and a half tobacco. Don't you think a five, Caleb? A five, a five by 70 is seven bucks. A six by seventy is eight bucks, and a seven by seventy is like nine, nine bucks. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh, if you like, just I'm to not hang a out. fan of uh, a big big ring ages. I think as we discussed with red, um, and um, um, the scar did not disappoint me. Yeah, no, I mean their 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 catalog is vast. So there's something else yeah. that I I like. I mean, Ton I of stuff. I yeah, I like the uh, the. Whatever I smoked last week, I forget what it was. Yeah. The double vintage. That's that's yep. that's my thing. I did say I will say I did smoke a new um the Sun Grown tenth anniversary. Yeah. Which that one was awesome. Yeah, I smoked one really of those too. Because you one. I think you put one of those. Yeah, in so my, that, was, that was one of the, the giveaways. Yeah, and I smoked that last night and um or, or yesterday I, afternoon. I think and I liked that surprising. one better than the Maduro one, actually. I I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, and it was really, um, it was, um, spicy and, um, good spice, good spice, really good spice. Um, uh, and I enjoyed it. Um, we are smoking tonight, um, an Ashton double R Magnum (laughs) Melito. I, I, I don't know what we're smoking. (laughs) You're the worst. I, we're smoking the, uh, the Ashton classic double, um, Magnum six by 50. So this is the one that comes with a nice cedar sleeve wrapped around it. Yeah. Um, this is just your traditional classic Ashton. It's Connecticut. Yeah. It's Dominican. It's if you know, Caleb said he hadn't smoked this one, right? Caleb. No, this is brand new to me. I've smoked this one. Yeah. You know how I remember? 
because I had the same frustrating experience <laughs> trying to get the cedar off. <laughs> me and me and too. I and I at some point said fuck it and slid the whole thing off. Yeah. Now I look like I've got like a Rocky Patel Connecticut yeah. overrun in my hand. Because I except I, for it's um it's a beautiful scar. I just smoking better. <laughs> right. I just I remembered <laughs> as I was trying to get this off going. Rocky shade. <laughs> right. Rocky shade. <laughs> um I smoked an ALR by the way last week and I just reminded myself of how good that cigar is so yeah. just in case you think that i mean I I'll, I'll give props for props to but, but we're smoking an ashton tonight this i've forgotten um, that i had smoked this one but mm. i remembered as soon as i tried to get the band mm. off um and this is this is nice so what, what's the first thing you're getting uh caleb just to throw you under the bus you know to get thrown under the bus the first thing i'm noticing is just how smooth uh, of a cigarette you know i'm not the greatest with notes and so i had my little Cheat sheet beforehand, but it is mm-hmm. just a, a very abundantly uh, creamy cigar, yeah. which after I haven't paced myself this weekend well. <laughs> no, no we've been with what you, I, you're, you're like, you're the, you're the marathon sprint runner combo. Like yeah. you've been pacing yourself, but you've been just been, how many cigars you smoke today? Today? Uh, this is number. Is this four or five? This is number five. And we're stuck and we're ending with. Arguably the li- the lightest the one lightest you've probably one. ever had in your life. Yeah, and so it, it's a nice change of pace. To be yeah. honest, you know, I, I I've done better it's today. Got a good flavor. Yeah, I've done better today with just you know. Friday, it's not I don't know what what the hell happened <laughs> at the end of Friday. I don't know what your palate was like Friday night. It was oh. shot. It was shot. But I went yeah. home and I grabbed a cigar and I was sat in the garage and I was thinking to myself, uh, I'm going to smoke another cigar and jump on the hearth. And then I started. No, you know, I don't think I am. <laughs> After Friday, it, my palate was so shot that I woke up Saturday morning and, you know, wanted to come to the shop, hang out and see people, but was just like, don't really know if I want to smoke a cigar. You know, I just, I need yeah. some, my, my mouth needs to just like take it easy. I, I got home late, you know, and there was not amount of brushing teeth that could get rid of just that, no. that taste. So I get home, you know, get brushing teeth, get ready for bed, go in bed go to Gizmo and she was like, your breast smells like chicken bouillon. And I was like, what? What does that mean? I was like, I was like, I smoke so many cigars and then layer it with a a layer of crest on top, you know, and then some Listerine. Evidently that makes chicken bouillon. Right. Well, actually on the Herf, they've been talking about it. So I got some of this. So there's been some of the guys talking about a way to refresh your palate. If you've been on one, this has happened. Mm -mm. No. So uh, some of the guys, which uh, translates to, I believe, Coach and Steven, who I think uh, you've all heard, and some other guys, have been uh, using hydrogen peroxide mouthwash. So I got me some of that. That stuff is, for the record... It's a very weird feeling. It's a very weird mouthfeel. Because it feels like, it it seriously is like... It's foaming. It's foaming in your well, mouth. It's not foaming. It's it's bubbly. It's like it's like washing your mouth out with like a, a, a what's bubbles that? like the the water I like like San Pedro Brink. So, San, San Pedro. Yeah. Um, so, but I so I've been using that this weekend, and that has helped a little. Yeah. But I'll be honest. Friday night, twice Saturday morning to try to get the palate back, and then <laughs> smoked a couple small batches to start early. Yeah. Just to, to go soft, but yeah, yeah, we 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 got we hit it hard on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, I mean, this one is it's it's the, your classic Ashton. You know, we talked about the the classic Maduro. This yeah. is the the when you think of Ashton, when I think of Ashton, this is what I think this of. is what I think of that that super sexy simple white band. Um, this one does have the cedar sexy. sleeve. 
it's a Connecticut shade wrapper, Dominican binder and filler. Right. Um, so it's, I mean, it's as light they as a wave can Nicaraguan uh, tobacco over the top of it. Yeah. But it no, in no way touches it or ends up in the cigar. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is um, just to speak kindly of Ashton for a second. Um, this and the classic Maduro are what they is, is two of the things that they do. These are the cornerstones. I think. These are the cornerstones, yeah. but they do these things and they do them right. So mm. just, I mean, a, this a, is a this beautiful is, burn. This is an old school scar mm-hmm. and it's well done. Yeah, this is. This is that Dominican, I mean, the, that Cuban flair, like yep. when you think of cigar, like this is what it is. It's, yeah, it's prime. I love it. I do too. Uh, so by the time this comes out on Friday, I will, me and Mo will have started vacation. So yep, you will. So I want to do a show where we talk about our Are you favorite, taking Friday off too? Yeah. Because that's when our doctor's appointment is. Yeah. Cool. So I, it, technically, I guess Saturday starts a vacation, but okay. I'm not going into work on Friday. Um, but uh, yeah, so I want to talk about our favorite vacations we've ever had and then what we think our favorite one would be. So Okay, so this is the vacation show. This is the vacation show because we're getting to that time of the year. Summer is about, you know, about to happen. It's right around the we corner. We have the most people on planes this week are traveling this weekend that we've had in 15, 16 months. Oh, really? So a lot of people are getting out and getting going, yeah. which is great. I mean, we're, we're all like hockey fans. We've been watching the, the the finals and everything or the playoffs. And like it's all the stadiums are <laughs> jam-packed. It's full. It's, Starting to, yeah. It's, everything is blossoming open again. Yeah, we all watched um, the Vegas, Minnesota. I know you were pulling for Minnesota. Condolences. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. We are both wearing our Vegas Golden Knights hats tonight. While, while we're getting trampled right now against uh, against the Avalanche. Trampled is so. probably a strong word. Yeah, well. Kicked, <laughs> we'll, for sure. We'll see. So it is on the TV. If if I yell because I'm looking <laughs> at it, uh, you'll know why. Yeah. Um, yeah, so who wants to go first? So why don't we let our guests go first? What is your <laughs> – you, you want me to go first? No, I can go first. Okay. I can, I can do, do it. it. I what's can do the first fa- question first. Yeah, what's your favorite vacation you've ever taken? Uh, yeah, I'd say probably my favorite would be um, just getting to go on the honeymoon with Taylor and just kind of uh, – we had a voucher. So we went to uh, Riviera Maya, Mexico, just oh. uh, near Cancun, and um, we had – were given a voucher before a travel agency. So all of a sudden, you know, we weren't having, like the sky was really the limit for what we could do. And mm-hmm. so we stayed at this, uh, this really incredible resort where we just kind of felt like we would talk to other people and be like, you know, what do you do? And like, well, I own 20 different businesses across the country. And it's like, <laughs> okay, this is, we are, you know, we are, we're out of our element, but just getting to, to spend the, the one you know week in December in Mexico, um, you know, with Taylor, you know, taking walks on the beach, mm-hmm. doing a little bit of uh, swimming, uh, a little bit of tequila tasting, uh, incredible food. Just uh, it's probably my favorite uh, standard hotel. I asked that because I had a friend who used to go down there pretty regularly. Uh, we stayed. It was a full-on resort, so it's probably the nicest place I'll ever yeah, stay in. From my those life. pictures you show me, that was not a standard hotel. Uh, no, no, it was no. like a, but it was like a all-inclusive, all-inclusive, yeah, re- yeah all-inclusive yeah. resort. Because he he goes down to a place at the Riviera uh, Maya that has uh, where you outside and your you have a you have a suite in the front, and then you have your bedroom is open to this to the out 
and then you share a pool and um, with like four other couples, five other couples, really? and you have your own private shower, but it's open to the world, and you have like your own hot tub, and it's open <laughs> to the world. And I know where Aaron's mind's going because he's a pervert, but oh please, but it's not that kind of place. It's but it's like you you sleep and you can roll. Supposedly you can roll it back so you can sleep out in the out in the in, in nature. Wow. Yeah, we didn't stay there, but that same type of level. So, you know, we walked in and yeah, I've heard just, it's just amazing. A really incredible room, huge bathroom, sliding doors kind of opened up into the rest. Um, you know, like this, one of those showers where it comes from all, every you're single different pe- angle. You're just getting pelted. Yeah, I you know, everywhere. Like you don't even and need the, soap. It just like, no, it just blasts yep. all the dirt off you. <laughs> um, so you had that and then you had a sliding um, door to this little uh, porch area where it had two swinging hammocks um, oh. and like a little love seat thing. Um, and then you had your own little private pool that you shared with the, the next suite over, um, but you had like ferns planted all along. So it felt, even though it was a shared little pool, it felt very private. You know, right. like this was your own little, that sounds little incredible. miniature pool. You could go recline in the, the chairs in it and, and just, you know, relax and enjoy the, the sunshine. Could you smoke? Could you have cigars? Down yeah. There? So we smoked quite a few cigars. We we took several with us, which was the right call because this resort did sell cigars. But yeah, uh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> you know, uh, they were pretty pricey, a little yeah. bit of an upcharge. But yeah, so we would usually wind down every evening, uh, smoking a cigar together, just hearing the birds and hearing the waves crash and. Nice. So yeah, you so were on the beach. On the beach. Oh, oh, on the beach. Did you have like you had like your own little walkway to mm-hmm. like your private yep. beach thing? Yeah. 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 That was ah, that'd be cool. I'll be about that. That'd be that. That's awesome. We've now we've done beach vacations before. So we've been to Hawaii. We went to Maui. Um, we went to Aruba, which would be Paula's answer. She we we went with the, uh, to Aruba with my family. So my uh, dad. Aruba, Jamaica. Yeah. There you go. Could have done without that. Um, and uh, um, and one with my family, my sister and brother-in-law, my nieces. Um, and uh, I think my nieces still tell the story about the <clears throat> couple of the drunk nights we had. But, um, <laughs> um, Do we need to call them up? Uh, uh, they, yeah, they're 25 <laughs> now. I'm sure they were <laughs> scarred deeply. Um, they, uh, <laughs> but And that was nice, but they would say... Um, uh, I, I probably have a couple answers. Um, I remember as a child going to Colorado with my mom mm-hmm. and my dad and my grandparents on my mom's side. Um, and uh, the, the cabin, we would rent a cabin and it was a whole event. So my grandfather would take me out and we'd throw paper or we'd take uh, balsa wood airplanes yeah. and throw them off the cliffs and um, – they had a little train that ran around the property. And I remember that as a kid. I mean, that was a pretty awesome trip because it was just, uh, as a kid, it was pretty awesome. Now, obviously, as an adult, and this is going to sound like a strange answer because you all know my history, uh, I really like going to Vegas yeah. um, because... Because uh, you're an adult. Because I'm an adult. That's fair. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, so probably Vegas... The thing we've been talking about that Paula is zero interest in, but at this point we're looking for vacation ideas, mm-hmm. is I would like to go for a couple of weeks and just go in a cabin somewhere I could smoke because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those are non-smoking cabins, so yeah. that's, a, that's a problem. And just um, there's a cabin actually in Tennessee, I believe, or Kentucky, but I think it's in Tennessee. 
um, and it's really high up. It's called the uh, cabin above the clouds. And they have like hot tubs and fire pits and all that stuff. And uh, you can uh, you just basically hang out above the clouds for a yeah. week or two. And yeah. I think that would be awesome um, because my understanding from people who've done it is you uh, really get shitty self service, <laughs> and that'd be the greatest thing for you, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, which would be you just awesome. as long as you have a box of cigars and mm-hmm. you know some music downloaded, I think you're good to go, right? Though, yeah. Well, and I'm sure they have Wi-Fi now. Yeah. Um, but when we were talking about, cause it was originally going to be a guy strip. So my other friend, Aaron, um, and I were trying to coordinate that with the guys. So we'd go down there with uh, my friend Hob and some other friends and we just, you know, sit up there for a week or two and smoke and, um, just disconnect. Yeah. And drink and, and, <clears throat> you know, basically, uh, yeah, disconnect from the entire world. Have you ever been to uh, Eureka Springs up at, up in Arkansas? <clears throat> I've not, and I I know that is that where they have the crystal bridges. No, no. so that that's no. in Bentonville. Okay. Uh, so so Eureka Springs is it's it's a town you don't think belongs in Arkansas. That's okay. fair. That's that's a that's a fair. Yeah, that's the yeah. easiest way I can think of it. Like think of Arkansas, and then think of this town as something you'd see in maybe like. Vermont or Maine or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. It's a very quaint. It's very nice. It's, um, I mean, it's it, it, for, for as red as Arkansas is, this is the exact opposite. That's okay. the easiest way to put it. Um, but they have like these little cottages and hobbit holes up there um, that are just absolutely amazing. Like they, it's actually looks ah, like cool. little hobbit holes, but the only thing is like they, they plan out so far in advance, like six months and it's a minimum of like two to three nights, and it starts at three fifty a night. And it's just like it looks so amazing. Yeah, but well, it's like fuck. I'm never gonna try. I'm never gonna get up there. Yeah, I mean, I know we're talking about Austin, and you know, you're talking about renting out some of those. Um, you know, we were talking. Uh, you know, you rent out one of those really nice houses uh-huh. on the mm-hmm. lake, and but those things rent out well in advance, and they're mm-hmm. super expensive. Yeah. But you know, one of the things during the World Series of Poker in Vegas that a lot of the the wannabe pros do is they rent out like one of the super nice Vegas homes and 12 of them live in that home. Although yeah. God, would you want to live with 11 other poker guys? <laughs> because I, they, I mean, they're just, I mean, how much money do you think changes hands at, after at night at one of those house, houses? Oh, sure. I'm, I'm sure tons millions but, probably, but, but well, I mean, those guys are amateurs. I mean, though, that's not Doyle Brunson's not renting mm-hmm. on the house with like 11 other college <laughs> with, kids. With, um, but and and that's happening at the Bellagio. Okay, now we're officially getting curb stomped. Um, <laughs> so fucking Colorado, <laughs> it's four nothing in the second right now. Jesus, yeah, that's bad. Um, um yeah. So yeah, I, I would have to say Vegas for me. Um, and, and it, it's probably just Paula and I going because we've gone with a ton yeah. of people. But we've we've gone out there, and I know this is atypical. We go out there for seven to ten days, and yeah. we just chill, and we yeah. we you know relax, and we go gambling some, we go drinking some. You know, we we enjoy the heck like when Joe. No, no. When you go, do you ever go off strip, or do you just mainly stay on? So we we mainly stay on strip. Um, we have our off strip places that we'll go, uh-huh. um, um, but we we have we have a list of places that we go. We know. Yeah. So I mean, when people say, "What were you advised that I?" go yeah. i mean i have a list of 
So like, okay, so I'm five people. Like when we go, we'll go to the strip every once in a while. But like, with Mo's family living, Vegas, oh, I'm sure like, they know the stuff. We, that's five go, miles off the strip. Yeah, we go a lot of off strip, and I, you know, I made jokes how we go to like the Cannery or Arizona Charlie's and stuff like that. But yeah, because that's the. That's yeah, just like the, if you're gonna gambling wise, yeah. um, going off strip, I the two that I go to because they're nice is I go to the M, which is out past the airport, and mm-hmm. it's super nice and new. Buffet is sta- is really high high class. And see, and that's and, that's and the, what Red Rock, the Red oh, Rock, the Red Rock yeah. is 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 an amazing casino, and they and they now I don't know what they're doing now because who knows the hell after the pandemic. But they used to they they'd roll out uh, uh, five and ten dollar Omaha eight games. Have you ever done the the Red Rock Drive tour? Yeah. Oh, I hiked up there with some friends. Yeah, that's I like that. That's cool. That's because beautiful. It's, oh it's, yeah. So that's where. So you know, Mo never drove before before she met me. Never had a license. Sure. So that was the very first place she ever drove, ever like without a license. I was like, let's try it because it's one way. There's mm-hmm. nobody coming your other way. If somebody's Coming up behind you, just pull over to the side. We'll just go look at the rocks or whatever. And so the very first time she ever drove was in the Red Rock. Was there. was at the wow. Red Rock that that round the roundabout thing, and it was and it was simple. It was easy. I mean, it's yeah, no, it it's, a, it's really easy out there. Um, Vegas is beautiful in a stark sort of way, mm-hmm. and and the Red Rock Park National Park, which is um, what you're talking about, there is um, spectacularly stark and beautiful at the same time yeah, it's, and it's some great hiking i mean it's it's not like big time lie uh, you know no, like long hiking but no. you can really see some uh, incredible um uh, sights yeah no it's like it's uh it's a lot of the same color but it's a it's a beauty mm. that just yep. you see the layers of yep of you the see the, the, yep, the strata it, it really points out um uh, the how long it took to create a lot of that nonsense. Well, and it's like what it it kind of what it made me feel is like wow, it just shows you how like little oh. and insignificant we right. are. Yep, because this shit is old. This shit's old. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, uh, talking to uh, some folks, um, uh, while I was talking to Zach, and he, uh, um, and he was talking about he's a rock climber and. Uh, you know, northern uh, Vegas and southern Utah is, uh-huh. is even more beautiful. Yeah. It's just spectacular, yeah. um, along with being a little more green. So, yeah. so Vegas for me, um, certainly, you know, going to eat great food, going to gamble a little bit, going to smoke a ton of cigars, going to see some shows. Going uh, to see one show if there's a is there's a band in town. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen like a uh, Cirque du Soleil out there? Uh, <clears throat> we have not. Um, I don't. Um, I've seen. I've seen several shows out there. Um, to or, or Wayne Newton, or um, I've not seen Wayne Newton. No, um, <laughs> I've seen several shows out there. Um, I've not seen the Cirque stuff. I, I went to. I threatened one. to go see the 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 uh, magician, uh, whatever his name is, Chris Angel. Or? Chris Angel, but uh, just for mere comedic value. I went to. Uh, so I've been to two Cirque, uh, Cirque shows, and they were awesome. I loved them. It was. Yeah, I know people really love them. It's just not my thing. I'm yeah. not, I'm gonna, I, I understand what they are, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure they're totally impressive. But. Yeah, it, I don't know if it's one of those things where I could see it again because there are so many. Like every, I think every hotel has has one. Yeah, there's there. there were nine, ten, eleven. There, yeah. There's going to be fewer coming back after the pandemic because yeah. I know they laid off a bunch of people. But 
I, I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, people love that. Um, you know, we tend to, uh, we've seen several comedy uh, clubs out there. We've, uh, we've done several singing reviews uh, out there. So yeah, enjoy all that stuff. Um, we don't tend to see many shows now because they tend to all either be repeats or shows we don't want to see. Yeah. Or they're just like, I mean, they're God awful expensive too. You can uh, get around that with some of the half price day of show tickets. Um, but yeah. Or by gambling a ton of your money away. <laughs> so either way, you're, yeah. <laughs> right. still, you're, you're paying. paying out the nose. Yeah. What, what's your favorite vacation? So I've, you know, I've, I've been able to take a, some good amount of cool vacations in my life. I feel like the answer would have been Ireland had I gone to it. Yeah. Um, but the one that really stands out to me was I was probably, oh, 13, I think. Um, and I went out with my grandma uh, who I called Nunu, um, went out to San Francisco with her brother and his wife. And they were older, of course. So my great aunt and uncle, I mean, we stayed in San Francisco for, I think three weeks. Wow. Um, they had, so they owned a five apartment complex in the heart of San Francisco. He drove an old, uh, 69 gold Cadillac with white leather interior. Um, and we just drive up, drive around San Francisco. So, like, the rule was for me going was um, I can ne- I could not eat anything fast food, anything like that. So, my great aunt and uncle, like, I don't think they ever cooked a day in their life. Every night was a white tablecloth dinner. Breakfast was pretty much the same way. Lunch was, you know. Whose something. rule was it? So, that was my grandma's. Um, she was like, we're not, you, you don't eat you're not going to be able, well, she was mainly telling me like, you're not going to be able to eat anything that you're normally eat because your, okay. your uncle, your great uncle, he's, they have a different taste than what we, we have. So they must've, oh, obviously they were affluent. Yes. Um, so, uh, so we go out and, uh, every night was, like I, I, that trip is. I what, think we sense the start of the bougie-ness. That and it's, that's what this I is the, This is the origins. The, yeah. that this trip. is like the bougie origin story. <laughs> yeah, this is like you know. This is like the new Cruella movie. So that trip is the one that got me into liking food and being adventurous with food and stuff like that. There was the first time I ever had veal, which as a thirteen-year-old, and you're and you're yeah. you're being told what veal is by the the waiter. It's like, oh, it's baby calf pretty much i'm like oh my god it's like it's delicious <laughs> yes. um first time i ever had sea urchin or uh first time i ever, I, I had dra- dried apricot for the first time like 13 year old never had a dried apricot before did they have to explain what a dried apricot was i i mean i honestly i was like what is it because i thought it was a dried orange because i just never had it one was a before. baby seal <laughs> but we went to so we did that we went to alcatraz we did all the touristy stuff um, but cool. then, but then we went down to uh, Monterey, California. Went to the aquarium there, which is an absolutely amazing aquarium. Um, I love aquariums and stuff like that. I can just get lost forever in aquarium. Okay. I'd be happy. Aquariums versus other things like um, planetarium, uh, you know, sea life. I've I've just always like sea over, life and stuff. You yeah. know, museums and art museums and all well, that stuff. Well, so I mean. Like, and that was like first time I went to an art museum. Uh, that's when I really got into liking the arts and jazz and stuff like that. 
Um, because me and Joe, Uncle Joe, we would just walk, you know, the streets of San Francisco for hours and stuff. And just, I don't know what he did, but we just walked everywhere. And people were like, oh, yeah, Uncle Joe. Stuff like that. Did everybody know him? A lot of people did know him. Um, he was the, he was a guy who, he lived to be 90-something. Every morning, he would go down to the Y and swim laps. Wow. And just, he was just... He was just Uncle Joe. I mean, so he went to the YMCA in San Francisco. Went to the YMCA. That's where I played racquetball for the first time. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, then we went to Disneyland. I We've discussed this. You've played a, a good amount of racquetball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I played. I mean, he's the one that got me into the more obscure sports, honestly, probably. Yeah. Same thing with food. Um, but yeah, it was fun. We went we're to, too I, old now, but I've played a good amount I, of I'm racquetball. I'm not too old. Too. I'm just too like. No, no. we're too old. <laughs> <laughs> racquetball is awesome. I played that all the time in college. Did you really? Yeah, I actually uh, had. I actually shut down the uh, Harding University's racquetball court for a couple of days because they had just uh, remodeled them, so they're brand new, redone. And me and my buddy were playing, and, and I'm not the particularly most skilled racquetball player, but I'm. I'll put my body on the line for yeah. it. <laughs> you know, so like I'll, I'll dive and I'll crash into the wall. You know, so we've had you know back and forth, and I've hit the. I've hit the ground, I've hit the wall, and it isn't until, you know, he eventually scored the point that we realized at some point I had cut myself, and I had just smeared blood uh, all d- over the wall. Just looked like a Jackson it was Pollock all, painting. It really did. Like, <laughs> it, it, blood was just everywhere, and so they had to, you know, they had to close it down and, and clean it, and then had to repaint it because the blood had sat too long, and so it got stained into the wall, and oh. so I actually shut down one of the <laughs> racquetball cart- courts at my college for a few days. Oh, gross. Because there's uh, nothing more disconcerting than coming on a racquetball court with blood already <laughs> yep. on it. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I, I've, I've been cut like that before, like with work, you know. And it's one of those ones where it's bleeding profusely, but you didn't know how you did because you didn't feel anything. Sure. I do that all the time. Be like, oh my God. Like, is that a main vein? It's just <laughs> so how old were you when you were in San Francisco? You said 13. Probably 13, if yeah. I had to guess. Uh, but yeah, I love that. We went to Disney World. That's where... So we went the, uh, the day the new Indiana Jones ride opened up. Um, and I remember standing in line for like three and a half hours by myself to ride like a two minute ride. And it was the greatest thing ever. Um, I think that's where I, I, I got my patience from because I stood in more lines that day just to get. So this seems like a very impactful trip. He became it was. bougie and patient, bougie, patient, <laughs> a man of the, uh, the finer sports man, and life. Man of the arts. Mm-hmm. He, he learned to appreciate seafood while it still was living. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's... So that's I was, an impactful so, three weeks. So I didn't really have seafood because at the time I still was allergic to sell, to shellfish because I had an iodine issue. So I, I didn't really eat a lot of seafood, unfortunately, because... I mean, I love it now. I, I don't have an issue anymore. Um, but... Uh, um, but then, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do the seafood, but, but veal and a lot of Italian food. Um, sure. Because Joe, I think he was Italian. I think so. Because it was my. And you didn't know what he did. So it was my, it was my. And he was rich. He was rich. So it was my he's grandpa's. He's got plenty of time just to yeah. walk everywhere. Everyone knows his name. So it was my grandpa's sister. That's who he was married to. I'm Adele. Um, and, Emma. Uh, Amadel, I, li- I like that. Her, that's not, her, that's her, cool. Name. Her name was Amadel. Um, so, so they, I mean, they died, of course, because when I went, they were already old. 
but uh, so when they died, like my mom took care of them, took care of all the paperwork and stuff like that their whole life, but they never have a, they didn't have a will when they died. And that's when I realized I have a lot more family uh, than I was used to <laughs> and yeah. knew about. Because they all came out of the woodwork. They, oh my God, they all came out of the woodwork. But I can, I can only imagine like if there was a will involved, like that apartment complex would have probably gone to our name. And at the time when they died, I was in my early 20s. I mean, I could have easily have just gone over there and just lived right. in the bay, right. be, you know, the super of a nice little apartment. Came with five, so it was a five apartment with five garages. I mean, can you imagine what that would go for right now in $7. San Francisco? Oh, my God. $7 a square inch. Yeah, probably. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, that was the uh, – so that was the trip that I – I probably enjoyed the most and that's cool. That sounds like a great trip. And I think, and and that's why I love, you know, with Mo being from the Bay, being from Oakland, I love when we go to Oakland and to the Bay. Does does Mo know this story that you, uh, Oh yeah. She can't believe that somebody in my family owned property in San Francisco on the busiest street. That was an apartment complex. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter since it's not my family anymore. Right. (laughs) Well, they're still our family. No, I'm saying it's not. It's not in my family. Anymore. Oh, it's not in your family. No, it was sold, and the family yeah. split up the profits and mm-hmm. shit like that. I'm now deciding if we should try to determine what Uncle Joe did for a living. I, I think st- we're going to move on. I, I don't. I know. I. I guess I could ask my mom, but I have no idea. Well, clearly owning because they were old. Whenever I was, so they could have been retired from like well, the railroad. He was retired from something. There's one logical conclusion, and that is if you ask your mom, and she replies, "Well, if you know, I don't know." You know, I won't name know. it, but I think at that, that point, there's only really there's one really logical answer. option. Joe, Joe had a lot of free time his whole life, and yeah. then we'll know. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, it is, it is what it is. Joe there's, had a lot of friends. There's nothing a lot of friends, Uncle Joe. Oh. But yeah, it was, a, it was okay. <clears throat> so it was a fun trip. I loved it. I mean, that was the first time I ever got to experience like really good weather. Um, first time out to California, you know, in the middle of July. And it was, you know, I remember taken one of the ferry rides out to Alcatraz and I was like, I'm it's July. I don't need a, like a hoodie or coat or whatever. And I was freezing because it was cold. So that once again, different definition of really good weather. Um, but, uh, sounds like an awesome trip. Yeah. I, love uh, it. I tell you what, uh, and this came up obviously when we talked to my mom, chance to meet and know your grandparents. Pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, I, I was, now I, I met them both. I met both sides uh, my brothers. They didn't get, they didn't, they didn't have the opportunity to, sure. to do them. Um, because I think I was probably, um, 12 when my grandpa died. And then I was probably 15 when my grandma died. And that's why we ended up here because when, with both my mom's parents dead there was just no need for no, us to no stay. tie to kansas city. no there was no tie to kansas unfortunately um moved up i mean moved down here but uh, yeah i mean i hung out every weekend i was at their house yeah staying the night i had my own room and yeah. stuff like that pretty awesome yeah so so a couple other things before we go into our dream vacation um uh this weekend we our friday night we met a listener and uh, it still blows me away that uh, people listen, I guess. Um, we met Russell, um, and uh, uh, he's super nice guy. And, uh, and congratulations on unplugging yourself, Aaron. I know, you like that? Uh, I, I was trying to do it so sneaky, you'd never know. But you called me out on it. I did. Yeah, oh, but I- there's the retro jerseys. 
Uh, no, not those. The one that had the footprint on it. No, but I mean, that is the, the technical retro jersey. Was it the old uh, yeah, you Nordiques? Know, well, well that, the Nordiques and the official yeah. release uh, yeah. for the jerseys this year. So um, we met Russell, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've, met, I've met him a few times before and everything, and then he was talking to me, and I was like, yeah, you know, actually, Mark's sitting right over there um, because he's never met you before. I was like, nope. yeah, just go. That was pretty cool. I was like, just go talk to him. And uh, so I already knew Russell's story. But you got to experience. Yeah, Russell's story is amazing, and I uh, and this is what obviously we all go through trauma of sometimes, or some of us do. Um, super glad Russell's alive, right? Russell, I uh, I don't think I've ever seen a force like that before. Russell was in a train that ran into a crane, so a, that a high yeah, center train, yeah. right? Um, and so uh, it was uh, unbelievable. So. Um, shout out to Russell at this point. I had a great conversation with him. We mm-hmm. uh, laughed and joked and had a had an awesome conversation. He gave us a couple ideas that I want to talk through with you, um, which we won't do on air. We'll okay. do off air. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you won't you, you won't go really behind into baseball, huh? So, um, well, a couple of them that we need to strategize about. But the one was he had a show idea about tasting notes. Yes, um, and uh, had some ideas about pairing with coffee and. Um, non-alcoholic beverages that would be good combined uh, combination. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a good idea. I need to figure out how to do it. Yeah. But. And so a quick plug on tasting notes. So the day this comes out, we're having another event up at a Conway shop, which is a tasting seminar um, with, I'm going to say the name wrong because I can't say this name. Aganorsa Leaf. Aganorsa Leaf. Um, so if you're in the area, they are doing a tasting. It's not, I don't think it costs anything. Um, so what they're going to have is like, uh, four or five little like Paquito cigars pretty much where each one is just that one certain leaf. Yeah. And then there's going to be one final cigar that has the blend, the whole blend together. So you get to taste it all in one cohesiveness. Um, so yeah. So if you're around here, that'd be a cool thing to do. I always like those tasting, tasting review or tasting notes ones. Mm. Um, so yeah, events are full bore. So that was nice to meet Russell. Mm. Um, and so, uh, that was cool. Um, yeah. So was on a virtual herf and somebody said, which cigar should I smoke? And he held up to, and one was the, um, I don't remember something. Oh, it was the pissed off Christoph. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, I just pointed at Caleb. Um, and, uh, so, uh, so, but then, uh, the next one, he then butchered the name and he goes, is that how it goes? And I said, I don't actually know what cigar you're talking about, but I'm sure that's not the pronunciation. But here's the thing. I knew what it was. You did. It was La Antigua. It was La Antigua. Yeah. Well, he butchered it so bad. I, I did. <laughs> um, that was actually the Zach from Colorado. I'll either, I was like going, geez, that's, that's that's a bad pronunciation. That's even worse than Aaron would. Do. I will even, but I got it right. I'll either get it right or I'll get it absolutely horrible wrong. But we all know what my superpower is. You still know what I'm fucking talking about. That's true. That is your superpower. <laughs> all right, Caleb. What is your dream vacation? So I think my dream vacation would probably be, you know, um, or at least because of the the stage of life I'm in, it would be to. Go find a cabin on a lake, uh, maybe somewhere in like the northern Rockies, you know, maybe northern Montana, maybe even just across the border into Canada, you know, in the summer where it's uh, it's a cool mm-hmm. summer 
and I can just, um, I can read, I can go for walks, I can smoke cigars, go fishing, and just, I mean, ideally out of cell service, right? You can't reach me. Yeah. I'm off the grid for a week and just get to. And this is by yourself? Well, I mean, I would like it with family, like with Taylor, you know, but just very, I mean, there's no, it's, there's no agenda for the week. There's no, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to go hike this trail this day or go see. It's just. What happens, happens. What happens, you know, we'll just meander around the yeah. Rockies for a few days and, yeah. and just take in the wildlife and just, you know, just kind of, yeah, you know. And I, so I think right now that would be my dream vacation is just stick me in the cabin away from everybody. Let me cook my own food and just mm-hmm. take it easy. Uh, yeah. That'd so. be a good one. I, and I, there's certainly a lot of appeal to the disconnecting part of that. Um, and I know Tim has done that um, and gone down there and just on the lake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but not the disconnecting part because then he just, I think, works from there. Um, but uh, that would be a lot of fun. It'd be nice to be where you're not near anybody as well. Yeah, you know, like, you know, not, you know, I, I don't, I would, you know, it'd be like, ideal, like, okay, if, if I'm not going to see maybe other than my family, if I don't see in like another human being for a week or even just mm. a few days, like, you know, that sounds pretty nice. Now, could, taker you, guy. could you do like one of those like uh, shows where you're just dropped off in the middle like alone, bare, like naked, like, alone. Like, not so much naked. Yeah, kind of like that. But you actually have like clothes. Let's just say you have your clothes and you have like like basic supplies, basic you know, su- like fire stars and stuff. Yeah, you have like a, a, a rucksack. You have maybe not even a tent, but you have like at least a sleeping bag or something like that. Like, is that something that you could like? That sounds god awful to me. Like, I would not want anywhere near that. But is that something that you could do? Yeah, I could do that, and I would enjoy it in in certain climates. There's other climates where no, we're talking like pristine. Like, oh yeah, like yeah. Like, like your your yeah. temperature. How long do you think you could go for? Um, having to get his own food or having not to get his own food. I mean, if you have the bare essentials, like you can get, you know, you start off with like let's say a week worth of MREs, mm-hmm. but then you have you know you're next to a, a stream where there's fish or rabbits or whatever like that. I mean, I don't know how much of a hunter you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably go by the week of MREs. I could probably go well, probably almost two weeks. Okay. Um, in, in high school, me and my buddies were all big fans of like the, the man vs wild and survivor man stuff. And we got pretty good at making those, like uh, those little fishing spears with, mm. You know, when you cut them such a way, you know, it's just the sharp end and quite kind of the different points. And we would go, no, we, I would, I would say we're successful at fishing with it, yeah. um, given the challenge of it. And so I think I could probably go, you know, once I'm out of MREs, another three to seven days. Now, is this when you lived up in Alaska? No, this was in Oklahoma. Okay. Um, you know, we would do this. So it'd be nice not to have to worry about mo- water moccasins while doing it. <laughs> Uh, you know, so that honestly, you know, and it'd be a little bit clearer water, you know, maybe up north. So, yeah, yeah, I think I could probably go grizzly bears. Well, grizzly bears would be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say I could probably go another few days once I'm out of MREs. There, there's one show that Mo watches. I forget the name of it, but it's a Canadian show. And, um, they, they have like one big territory 
and there's like seven people involved and they just drop them off and they're like, okay, here's, you have a radio, you know, if you need us, let us know, we'll come get you. But like the winner gets like a quarter million dollars and, uh, it got down. How do they determine a winner? Uh, the, so the last person who doesn't give up, the last person who doesn't give up and the person that won was out there for like 120 days. Now, see if I had a lot of money on the line and there's a competition, Mm -hmm. I would either win or they would have to yank me out because I'm about to die. Yeah. Because that would, that, and that competitive side would kick in and I'd be like, well, no, 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 I can outlast you out here. And that's what it was because you don't know, you don't know if you're, because they start with 10. So you don't know if there's still 10 people left or if there's only two left, they don't, you don't know who's still around. And the only way they find out is like, they, they have to do like, um, like health checks every three days or so on you just to make sure. And then they'll just tell you like, Hey, you won, you're the last one. And like, you just see him break down and cry and stuff like that. But there was one where it was down to two people. And this one, this one uh, lady was just so emasculated and just lost so much weight that she just, they finally pulled, pulled the plug on her. Like you're, we're not allowing you to go anymore. And the guy won and he was like, yeah, I didn't want to win this way, but I'm glad I won kind of thing. But like, it's, yeah. I mean, those guys are true survivalists. Like I've always yeah, joked. Winner like, is, I mean, winner is a game changer on that because there's so much more danger and there's so, so much less mm-hmm. food. Um, it's just, it's a game changer. Yeah. That's too much for me. I, I give credit. I'm not sure to I can live in Canada. That. Period. <laughs> With all that cold weather, like yeah. in that, like a condo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, call out to. I, I mean, I I love Canadians. I mean, first of all, some of the nicest people. They'll apologize to you just for like accidentally. <sighs> I think on the just, air. I don't, do they really? I oh mean, yeah, Charlie does. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and and. You know, in a hearty group of people, but man, that's just too too damn cold. Yeah, I mean, I moved down here because Illinois was too cold, cold, and it's six hundred miles from Canada. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, I think I could last quite a while up north. Yes, um, it's about four hundred miles. I could I could last probably quite a while. I would last longer up north, and I would. Like if I was in like a competition thing, you know, where there's money on the line. Yeah. I would go until they had to yank me out for health reasons up north. If this was like in the south or in the desert or really anywhere where there's uh, a multitude of venomous spiders and snakes, I'd probably tap out. You know, I'll take, I'd rather take my chance with a grizzly bear or in terms of like yeah. the chances of encountering a grizzly as opposed to um, something that you know, like a rattlesnake or something, you know, personally, that'd be, that'd so, be me. So where my wood shop is, it's kind of by a swamp over in North Little Rock area. And so we have the main shop and we have a little break room. I go into the break room. God, it is now six, one avalanche. Um, I go into the break room, uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, heat up my breakfast, you know, put my stuff down. There's a little table thing, heat it up, get the stuff, leave, go, and a guy comes in right behind me to do the same thing. And I hear, I hear like all this stuff just fall and like just a calamity in the break room. I'm like, what the hell is going on? He goes in there and there's a copperhead sitting on the table that I was just had all my stuff on, like literally not even a foot away. 
from where I was. Had n- could not see it because it just blended into the granite countertop. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, I almost died. <laughs> yeah, so. so I would gladly take a bear over that, <laughs> yeah. honestly, personally. You know, give me bears. Give me uh, give me these big animals that, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. You can just, run away from? Th- no, because you, you couldn't. I feel I feel like but, a death by grizzly grizzly bear would be a lot better than just like slow poison of snake. Yeah, you know, I well, I don't know if I'd say I'd rather be mauled than die of venom, but uh, give me a bear over a copperhead or water moccasin. <laughs> at least you can see it coming; it's big enough. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of my thinking. <laughs> if I'm going to go by animal, like I want at least want like see it and like, yeah. Yeah. you know, let me like at least try to fight. <laughs> You yeah. know, like I'm not gonna win. Like I'm, I'm humble enough. I'm not one of those Americans who thinks he can take a grizzly. But like, let, let me try. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go out because I, just walking and a copperhead gets my ankle and. Yeah, just you know, like I'm like, dead in the desert, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, like what a shit way to go. You just you snipped it's not at a great the, way to go. snipped at the ankle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least give me a fighting chance. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you think? So probably for me, it would be, um, uh, it would be, it would either be a couple things, either rent a house for a couple of weeks and have the family all gather around. Right. Um, because that doesn't happen very much anymore. Right. So just Mm. everybody together, um, or a trip. Um, I always said that I wanted to do this. Um, we have a timeshare that transfers to Spain and England Ooh. and go for a couple of weeks, three weeks, Spain and England in a timeshare where it would be American friendly. Um, go see some soccer, go see, uh, you know, obviously all those sites. Um, I know Paula would pick, say, somewhere. I've The Riviera and Maya mm-hmm. um, thing interests me. Um, I'm not really a beach person per se, but... Um, being out in the elements would be nice, but I, I think it'd be probably a trip to Scotland, England, and mm. uh, Spain. Yeah, which is is going to overlap yours, I know, somewhat. <laughs> so I debated that, but that's really actually that's not mine at all. Okay, because here's the thing: like Ireland is attainable, I believe. Like we still have. Mm. Oh, it's mm. going to be the moon. We still have yeah. like <laughs> our reservations out there. That's still good for whenever we decide to go out there but uh, sure were you done because I'll, then i'll jump yeah on so mine I, yeah i feel like ireland would be the easier trip but the thing i've always wanted to do which i know i'll never get the chance to do uh just because feasibility money all that kind of stuff but uh i would love to like say me and my dad start in new york and drive to every mlb stadium during the mlb season and see a game at every stadium. So like start in New York and then end up in like, I guess like Seattle or LA or, or San Diego, something yeah, like that. Yeah. But, but stop at every, was it 32 teams or something like that? Yeah. I mean, and just make it a cross country trip, which would take two months or so three months yeah, and see at least a, at least one ball game and like a tour of a park at, a, at every, at every ball stadium. Like that would be, so it would be um, thirty cities, right? Am I thinking now? Yeah, it'd be uh, 30, thirty cities. cities. Yeah, because it would you would double up on New York. You double uh, up on be, Chicago. Yeah, twenty up on LA. Twenty nine and a half cities. 
Is it L.A. and Anaheim? Because they're the they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I they're close, but I, don't so, know I mean, you you could probably do like two games back to back in a day. Have a an afternoon game and well, like San at Francisco Med Stadium and Oakland. And then, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you it would. Yeah. I'm trying to think, figure out like if you're to do that all in one road trip and you start in New York, what the best. I figured New York start down, Boston probably wouldn't you? Boston be further north. It's yeah. the most yeah well. Maybe Toronto. Toronto. So, no. I guess that's close enough to New York, so you'd still probably do Boston and then do Toronto, Toronto New York. Yeah, right. and back down and then hit the then hit the East Coast. Uh-huh. Because you, I, I, from down like, to from, Florida and then well, come back like up Well, from Chicago to Florida, there's not a te- team, is there? Um, well, no, you got Washington. So you Cincinnati got, so you got, and Cleveland would so you probably got, disagree with you. So you got Maryland. <laughs> yeah, so you got Maryland in there. Um but yeah, I figure you just make like a zigzag is what I envision. You probably go head. down straight down the coast, come Florida, then you go Georgia, come up through the middle through Chicago, and then come back. And then you got Texas. You, then you have the Midwest. Down Texas, down Texas, Texas. I think, Rock. I think, yeah, I think you go down the coast, go work your way back up to hit the Midwest. So, you know, hit Ohio for Cleveland and Cincy. Let's just see how many states do I'm doing. Chicago for Cubs and White Sox. Milwaukee. Minnesota, Detroit, Detroit, you know, Minnesota, all in that chunk. But then from Minnesota West, there's nothing till the West coast. So you, then you'd work your way back down. You drive Minnesota all the way. St. Louis, St. Louis, um, Kansas city, Kansas city. Wow. You're still in the major. See, I forgot all about uh-huh. the ones you got like Milwaukee, you got Detroit. Yeah, so you'd want to do those. Yeah, you have a that. bunch of the so East I think you corner. Would, That'd be tough. Yeah. Maybe you'd want to start in the Midwest. You know, that's a little bit maybe a, that's well, like it, a little it bit might, more lame. Well, it might, so it might start be like in the middle and then go and go. Yeah, like you'd circle. maybe want maybe you'd like want to start circular. in Minnesota. Um, then you could do Minnesota, Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, or you might be onto something. Or maybe there. you'd want to start in. You wouldn't want to start on the coast, I don't think, because of how how the dead spots are. I think you'd want to start somewhere in the middle and then you could work your way to the East coast and then back down South through you'd Texas. You'd actually probably want to start through Kansas city or yeah. Kansas city, St. Louis, and then Minnesota. Minnesota. And then you could start working your way East with all those teams, go down the coast of Florida, work your way, Florida, then jump over to Houston uh-huh. and go Houston, Texas. Yep. And then you keep going West Arizona. Then you, and then you'd finish probably in the, uh, if you'd finish northwest. In, in the northwest. Okay, so here's a uh, an website. Art of Manliness actually has it mapped out. 30 parks in one summer, uh, 81 days, 30 MLB stadiums, and 22 national. Oh, and 22. I don't care about the national parks. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Because my ultimate vacation would be retirement. Yeah. (laughs) And see, that's the thing. Like, this is attainable, I think. But by the time I retire, um, my dad's going to be ultimately retired. So Ultimately retired. Probably true. That's not going to... uh, It's not going to work. I wish they had, like, a way they did it. Yeah, I think uh, Kansas City would be the most logical... Yeah, you got Kansas point. City, St. Louis. Because you could kind of do this kind of... Chicago, Minnesota, Milwaukee. mm, uh, Maybe take the, the... the ferry across to over to Detroit. Yep. The only oh, team that might be a little bit challenging 
And maybe not too much because you could still hit it going west with okay. the Rockies. So you're pretty you're pretty close. So here's the map. They have it starting in uh, I guess Minnesota. So Minnesota one, KC two, okay, St. Louis three, Milwaukee four, Chicago five, um, yeah, uh, then Cleveland six, um, and then. I guess that no, oh, I guess Detroit was before, yeah, and then Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and then Detroit, and then Milwaukee, uh, Toronto, uh, Pittsburgh, I believe. Huh. Or what's the other Ohio team? Is there another Ohio team? Uh, Reds. Reds. Oh, the Reds. Okay, so that so then it'd be. I keep forgetting the Reds. Yeah. Reds, They're Pittsburgh, team. hitting over to Boston, mm-hmm. and then 12, 13, 14, 15 Cheers. is all that East Coast stuff. Um. And then going to Georgia, Tampa, Miami, flying to looks like uh, well, it it just has like the the going over. So, and then going to uh, Houston, and then Dallas to uh, Arizona, and then up the and then up the West Coast for everything to Seattle, and then ending in Colorado. So okay. That's a that's a big big circle. A, you you see a lot of it. Yeah. But yeah, that would be my That'd uh, be fun. That would be definitely be fun. I figure I mean, you got to think that would probably cost, if you drove and if you stayed at you know just a, a fly by night hotel kind of thing. Like that's what my dad would want to stay at is an old crappy motel where, you know, murders have probably mm-hmm. been done. Probably less than ten thousand for everything. I'd say for two people, you could get a um, rent a mobile home. Yeah, but like, I think that would be even more expensive, though. Yeah, but then you could import um, drugs into Canada. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, these are the little moments. Just great little technical difficulties oh, every now and then. Ripping it out. He has not taken out a cord out of his headphones in a year and a half. And I've done it twice tonight. Wonderful. I know. You've got him flustered. I know. So what, uh, what do you all think about these cigars? So this is um, <laughs> this is a really nice cigar. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. It is beauteous. So um, mine's burned a little hot, um, probably because I've been... Uh, token on it but um other than that not a single complaint about this no i mean it's burn has been perfect mm-hmm. flavors have been nice so like um we were talking off air they have i think 12 different sizes yeah so i want to talk i want to say them all because there's 15 a, of them are six inches long there now. is a bunch of them yeah there's there's only 12 sizes but 15 of them are, are the same size uh the cordal Five by thirty. Cordial. Cord- it, there's no G. It's still pronounced cordial. Is it? Yeah. It's kind of. It's like kernel. Ah, cordial. You know, See, that's the thing. I don't think I've ever seen that word written out. Cordial or kernel? I've seen kernel. Okay. I've never seen cordial. Yeah. That's weird. Ugh, I'm the one that didn't go to college here. Cordial five by thirty. Magnum five by fifty. The Corona five and a half by forty four. The uh, Panatella 6x36. That w- that's my size. I like that. 
the Crystal Bellicosa, which I assume they call the Crystal Bellicosa because it comes in a glass tube, I, I'm assuming. Uh, that's a 6x49. The Double Magnum, which we're having, is a 6x50. The Majesty, a 6x56. The Monarch, 6x50. So that's the same thing as the Double Magnum, but it doesn't come with a cedar wrap. Right. How much okay. do we have to pay for the cedar wrap? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the 898, which is a 6 and a half by 44 So that's pretty, that's almost a Churchill. Yeah. And then you have the crystal number one, which is a six and a half by 44. So the exact same thing as the eight, nine, eight, but in a crystal tube, but in a glass tube, um, the prime minister, which is a six and seven eighths by 48, or if you're going by decimal, it's 6.875. Um, the sovereign, (laughs) which is a six and three quarter by 55. And then the Churchill seven and a half by 52. So, this is a beautiful cigar. Um, that's about six sizes too many, but uh, they know better. <laughs> Especially when two of them are literally the same size, just different right. names. Yeah. Well, and uh, uh, one had cedar and one didn't. So, um, you know. And tube. Uh, and a tube, yeah. But yeah, no, it, this is a this is one definitely for beginners. Yeah. Um, but also one for people who smoke them all the time because it does have some nice flavor to it. It's got a little... Got a little heat, not much, just a, enough to tease the palate. I would really enjoy a cup of coffee with this. I think like uh-huh, this would yeah. be a really good coffee. I mean, I think any stick is a I good think coffee. Stick, a little but uh, tea with some cream in it would be mm-hmm. ideal. Mm-hmm. I would. I would go. This is definitely morning stick. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could see coffee. A nice, a nice mocha. Get that chocolatey, maybe white little... chocolate mocha with sprinkles. No, I'm talking mm-hmm. like just a classic and, mocha, and the hot, the hot chocolate syrup. And... <laughs> I don't like whipped cream on yeah. in my coffee and stuff. It's, wow! So I'll go to I go. Do you to... have to turn in your white girl card? So I go. I, so I go to Starbucks the other day. I was like, "Can I get a an iced cafe mocha, no whip?" And she's like, and "Yeah." It's a short. So short, I get it. Shorthand. And uh, it was like double whipped cream. And I'm and I'm one of the guys mm-hmm. like I I I won't send it back i'll just deal with it but it's like damn this is like a lot of whipped cream <laughs> i mean you gotta, teach you that you gotta really like enunciate oh. your order with the, with them there's a there's a comedian named uh, uh nate bargatze mm. he, he has a bit where he's talking about he love went, nate i love him and he has a bit where he's talking about how he go you know you know, he, he's not a big Starbucks guy. He recently had gotten the coffee mm-hmm. and still nerve wracking ordering. He goes up and you know, he gets something, you know, something milk with cream. You go milk with cream, milk with cream. And they give him this weird look, milk with cream. And he goes, milk with cream. And, <laughs> and so, uh, you go, he goes and he's waiting and he sees the barista working and she gets this weird look on her face and, Pours a cup of milk <laughs> with and cream. then puts whipped cream on top of it. And he's just like, what weirdo, what weirdo ordered this? And there you go, milk whipped cream. And he's just like, yeah, who ordered that? And then it dawns on him. They think that's my order. And he was like, he's like, why did you have to, you know, and then they called his name. He's like, why did you have to do that? Like, just, just throw it away. Just throw it away. No one would order that. He's like, I, I would have taken it and just thrown it in the trash can and gone to the next Starbucks. Like mm-hmm. who, what freak orders milk whipped cream. <laughs> and so you gotta be careful. So I love his humor 
is it's so dry. It is. It's and it's like I think self-deprecating humor is one of the best out there, mm-hmm. and he's one of the best out there to do it. Like one of my favorite bits was, uh, you know, he was like, "I'd be the worst person to ever go back in time because I wouldn't know anything." They're like, yeah. "Yeah, you know, I have my cell phone." They're like, "What's the cell phone?" And he'd be like, "What's this? Like, how's it work?" Ooh, um, I don't know. And they're like, okay, well, who's the president, you know, of, you know, 1800? He's like, ooh, um, damn, uh, I don't know. It's just like, he's like, I, I'd be the absolute worst person to go back in time. He's yeah, like, I'd be popular for 30 seconds. And then they're like, okay, we got an idiot over here. Have you seen his newest special? Yeah. Uh, it's, Every time, just. The, the planes or oh, the helicopters. I see it. I'm just going to stop now. There's another helicopter coming. We'll just. Just white. Yeah, he's so good. I like him. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so we're doing some good scars. Yeah, so these did, are good. All right, so I told you that I, I did have a little bit of soapbox. I wanted to step on it. Yeah, you wanted to die on a soapbox tonight? I'm not going to die. So I don't know if y'all heard. So the whole Julio Jones thing that <laughs> happened um, this past yeah. week. I did not. What, what happened to Julio Jones? So... Uh, playing baseball now. I have I have a journalistic background, and I take it mm. kind of seriously. Um, you got to let a dude know when you're live on the air. Like you, what happened? So I really Sh- don't know. So Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones, and Julio just thought they were having just a an A and B conversation. Oh, and he was like, "I'm done with Atlanta. I want out. I'm done. Like I I I don't care. I want out." And he th- he didn't know that he was live going on first take or whatever his show is or, or whatever, and it's like, I gotta mean, let, you gotta let people know. A highly illegal, right? Um, <laughs> I'm like it's federally against law to do that. If I mean, if Julio wanted to do charges, he could. He's not. But what but what that does is in a world of where when the news outlets and media and stuff like that is taking a whipping on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Shit like that doesn't make us look any better. You got to let people know when I, you're live. I like Shannon Sharp. I mean, he's a good football oh, player. So it's such a bad look. Um, let's, let's not act like he's, he's like not a he, journalist. He's not a journalist. No, right. But what so, that does is it gives people, it gives journalists, it gives journalism in a whole a very bad black eye. Yeah, no, and and Shannon probably hadn't thought about it all the way through. I mean, is Shannon coming out and say anything? No, not really. Because I mean, uh, because no he, one's ever going to take his call again. Because what happened? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. So what happened is um, he was like, "I just want to win," and Shannon was like, "Don't go to the Cowboys then." And but then you hear who's his partner, uh, Skip Bayless, like just yelling in the background. But that falls on so many people's. Like, the producer, for one. Like, that producer has got to tell Julio, hey, Ruby you're going on. Because you can't expect Julio to know, like, when they're live or, like, when their show is on the air and stuff like it, like that. Because if it's a – if, you know, if we're having a – if we're recording and I call My you, guess is like, Julio I gotta tell Jones you, doesn't listen to sports radio. No. When you're a high-end athlete, you don't listen to sports no. radio because otherwise you drive yourself nuts. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's an echo chamber of shit you don't want to hear. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, oh, my God, it's such a bad fucking look. On on the producer, on the yeah. talent with Skip and Shannon, with. That's you know, the right word, too, the talent, because they're mm-hmm. not, I mean, they're, they're not journalists. Well, but here's the thing. Um, 
uh, Skip Bayless is a pretty damn good journalist. I mean, he's been I don't around. Know if he's a good journalist, but he's he been, actually writes. Well, no, paper. he's been around for a long. I mean, you can be a good journalist or a bad journalist, but either the fact you still are a journalist. But he should have known better, of course, because he's been writing for NBA for thirty years. Yeah, um, but he may not have known. He may no. He knew. Yeah, he knew. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they know. I agree with you. Yeah, God, no. such a bad fucking look. Yeah, no. Um, if you're recording, you, you have to let... You know, if you're going out live, you... Well, I mean, you could have sworn. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it doesn't... I mean, it, here's the thing. It's it's kind of like what they say, like, when you're drunk, like, the, the true you comes out or whatever like that. I don't know if that's true or not. But when you're, when you're talking to a confidant, you have that real... Mm-hmm one-on-one interaction, that true interaction. Well, sure. It's you know, two because, because pro had, football players talking yeah, about because, his situation. Because, because had Julia known that, that we're live, he would have just gave the same cookie cutter. You know, I like Atlanta. You know, it's where I've played my whole career, blah, blah, blah. You know, not putting words in his mouth, but that's what you get. You get the same answer all the time. Right. You got the real reaction, but that real reaction in turn looks bad on both parties. Yeah. But you know, coming from that journalistic background and view, that's that's bad on... So that explains why there was rumors about Julio Jones going to Seattle this weekend? Okay. And, and evidently he's like, there's words about Casey too. It's never going to happen. I'll fucking take it. It's awesome, but it's never going to happen. You couldn't afford it. Honestly, what they're asking for is they're talking like a, a second and a third rounder. Hell, Yeah, but you couldn't fit his it. salary, could you? He doesn't... He, I mean, I don't think he has much it's like the top, top paid... Was the top paid wide receiver two or three years ago? I yeah, thought. but you got to think if that was only a four year contract and he's already done three years. I mean, anybody so will eat, anybody will eat that for one year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but yeah, it just it's it's one of those things. It I mean, it irked me, but it to a lot of people it, they don't even think about it. They just think like, oh yeah, that's bad. But like on the yeah in the in the ethics of journalism, that's it's, uh, it's, it's a no no. It's an absolute fucking horrible now yeah. yeah it's so bad so yeah no i agree i mean i mean but you have to be careful calling shannon sharp i mean I, i'm not disrespecting shannon in any way um but he's a football player who, yeah who's so, a who's a color cop yeah so, so he's not he's not so much a journalist skip skip is, is a his producer producer is still a producer of a big show mm-hmm. he's yeah. getting, they gotta know like even if anything you have a dump button you gotta you gotta use the dump button. And I've been busted on that before. And I and I learned kind of the hard way because I was doing we we're doing like a round table kind of interview with a coach. And I was st- sitting behind a person asking questions to this one particular coach. He answered pretty much the same things that I was going to ask anyways. So I just used that as my answers and stuff. But like every paper, you got different answers with different papers kind of stuff. And I, I got called out on that and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I just, I assumed that since it was all the answers that I was going to ask, it was fine. And I learned the hard way. I mean, this was early on in, in my career. I mean, this was 18 years ago. Wow. But yeah, it's uh, one of those things like, Ooh, bad, bad look. Yeah. Bad luck. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, yeah it was the talk of the town. One, because, I mean, there's this huge, you know, huge ordeal. But then also, I mean, maybe the only good thing to come from it is it just keeps our cowboy friends, uh, <laughs> keeps them humble. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, 
That stung. That had to sting. He responded, you know, I'm out of here. You know, he like, I just want to go to a place to win. I want to go to a place to win. And then Shannon goes, the Cowboys. Don't go to Cowboys. Don't go to the Cowboys. You know, like, (laughs) Huey goes, I want to win. Shannon, don't go to the Cowboys. You know, so, I mean, the only maybe redeeming thing is just keeps our Dallas friends (laughs) a little humble in mind. Yep. But yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it, that is definitely a niche for me. We're not, I mean, there's going to be a so very select few that probably have that same viewpoint or understanding where I'm coming from. But sure, no, since I, I, I was just thinking, though, it would be no different than because we, whenever we start an interview before we actually push record, we have off air conversations and we stuff do. like that. That would be, that would be no different than us, per, like, Hitting record, putting like like I've heard of that by the way. Producing that stuff, and that's that is one thing with this show you will never get because I am very adamant not to do that because you will burn so many bridges. So just inside baseball for us, we we do pregame show and Mm -hmm. we talk talk to whoever it is. Let's say Caleb was on the phone, and we'll talk whatever, and we'll for five or ten minutes if it's somebody we don't know. So. Mm when we had the radiator King on for about 10 minutes, we just got to know each other and mm-hmm. we felt each other out about how we wanted the conversation to go. And then Aaron made a big deal out of, okay, now we're going to hit record. Yeah. I'll do and we're I'll give start. you a countdown. And, right. Mm-hmm. And so it's a big deal. And we'd like that feeling out period, especially with new people. Cause we want them to be able to ask any questions or whatever, yeah. get things straight. Um, you know, like friends with Caleb where we've, we've done this before. We don't really have to do that, but, um, it would be like hitting record from the go mm-hmm. and then and then for God's sake, putting that on the air mm-hmm. where people there's some of that stuff we've jokingly said. Mm-hmm. There's some of that, and I'm not gonna call out who it was, but there's some of those first ten or fifteen minutes which are hilarious, oh, but they are so inappropriate that they could not <laughs> I mean, even just you and I, like oh, like just doing sound levels and stuff like that, like there is radio gold. But yeah, it just it's it not good. Will it's not, not good it will. Yeah. I mean, it will not make the air. No, it won't. Um, but it's just yeah, it's just one of those things that just yeah. when you're in that position of power, you gotta you gotta exercise you, it. Properly. You've got to yep. control it, and especially because Julio has never had any off field issues. He's None always been you know straight laced guy off the field, on the field, kind of like that. You know, that's not really the way the city of Atlanta really wants to remember. And it is going to be their thing. And that's what it is. Even if he had left this off season um, because they traded him or whatever, because, you know, whatever. People move on. People leave. People are traded. People want to leave to try. They want to try to win or something like that. You know, he can't fault for that because they gave him or he gave the city all, you know, all he could. But when you leave on a note like that, it leaves a very sour mouth. And and you see, you've already seen people like, burn their Julio jerseys and stuff like that. So you just, you just get vilified over something that, you know, didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. No, it's still, it's probably the truth, the true part of it, but yeah, but there's still the fact. Right. You and I've, um, right. There's a lot of things that get said between two friends Uh in in very shorthandy ways Mm -hmm. that, that sound is start, you know, very harsh. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm done with that or we're not going to yep. deal with that. Yeah. But in the reality of push comes to shoves or whatever down, it, it, there's, there's always a lot more leeway or there's sometimes a lot more leeway in those situations. You know, I, I, I regularly joke, you know, I'm done with that or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't 
I mean, those are those yep. are those are definitive statements in a non-definitive world, right? Yeah. Well, so, and especially with what we do, you know, we don't do a lot of manufacturers on the show, but you know, the few times that we've had some on there, we've had some off-air conversations about stuff. Yeah. And you know, you, they have to. I mean, they. We're they, not going there. We are going there. They they believe in us that we're not going to air the stuff that they don't want aired. Yeah. So it's just like what yeah. I tell everybody: like, if you say something and you flub or you mess up or whatever, let me know. I timestamp it. Yeah. And you know they, you know they have to. Say you unplug your headphones. Oh my god! Three, two mm-hmm. times yeah. now. Yeah. But yeah, that was just my thing. That kind of rubbed me the. Nope. and that's probably right for Owen. Oh, he's probably at this point. Uh, he's probably a little pissed. Well, you know, you can you can be pretty dead set, you know, wanting to leave, wanting to get traded and try a new team, but still have still have this desire to leave your current team and city in grace. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have both those things. Like, I want you, yeah. out, but I want to leave. On, you can on leave good with terms. dignity, and in a lot of ways, for you know, it seems like now potentially that chance has kind of been it's it's been robbed. Yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, yeah. I mean, people are. Um, uh, for you know, burning his jerseys, which is you know, is a is an overstep. That's an overreaction. But I mean, he so that it's going to be, whenever he does leave, like it's going to be tainted because mm-hmm. of you know something out of his, out of his control. Yeah, yeah. totally out of his control. But That's too. unfortunate. He has been a pro's pro. He's mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. hurt for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, was the first of the Alabama stud wide receivers to come out and just yeah. as um, just as a. I mean, huge talent. I mean, they were 13 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Know? He's a, and he's a, he's a gifted wide receiver. He'll do yeah. somebody well. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of those guys who won out in um, May and in August, they figure out a way to get back in. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. but uh, you know, who wants out right now is uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. I think that guy who's getting thumped right there once out. <laughs> it is six to one. Oh, just, just, just let him go. This is going to be a fun series, y'all. Yeah, it is. It's going to be. Uh, Hopefully, it'll be closer well, than I, this. I think game. it will be. You know, you had Flurry go a, a grueling seven games with with uh, yeah. my Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. You know, just give him a few days rest. He'll be ready to go on Wednesday. Well, they they're two, two you know one day's rest and back today at and, and Avalanche have been off for seven days pretty much. Right. They haven't played since Monday. So there's and there's a couple of days between playing on Wednesday. So uh-huh. yep. this this was going to be a tough game for yeah. him. So but uh, should be a good series. But uh, so Caleb, glad glad you can join us. It was always, nice to have you back. Always this happy weekend. to be back in town. Yeah. Always yeah. a pleasure to to be on. Uh, it's just been it's been good. To, you know, it's been an R and R weekend for me. Just kind of yeah. Unwind, see some people, read a book, and smoke cigars, and I think I can proudly say I've crossed all those off. So <laughs> now you gotta you gotta hit the road early tomorrow. Yeah, hit the road. You know, fortunately, when you're heading, since we're heading back north, so if I do a lot when I long distance drive, I always prefer to leave earlier in the morning to yeah. try to arrive before sunset or before it gets too dark. I would rather drive early in the morning than late at night. Yeah. And the fortunate thing is going back north to Minnesota, the sunset's just so much later. Yeah. You know, so sunset uh, in the Twin Cities is a little after 8.30 right now. So it just gives, oh, you wow. know, still leave early in the morning, but it, it, it eases some of that. Yeah. A little more leeway. When, as opposed to coming south. Where, so you got to go pick Taylor up in Missouri. Yep. So that, yeah, pick up my wife and son, and that adds 
you know, about an hour to the trip. So it's still not bad, but yep. be a good little drive tomorrow. Be good. nice to catch up, uh, go see, get Axel. I'm sure you oh, missed him this week. I miss week. him like crazy. Is, it, is this the longest you've been away from him? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, tomorrow will be uh, day 10. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm almost 10 days without the little guy. <laughs> so it's been a long. You're just going to have her drive the rest of the way and you just like spend time yeah. with him in the back seat. Oh, huh? I wish. I wish. <laughs> uh, but we, that was one of our marital agreements is that I'm the driver. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you just have your hand back the whole I, time for real. So I, it's gonna be good to see the little guy. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, safe travels and everything. Thank and, you. Yep. Uh, Thank you. It's good to see you again. Like what he was saying, and you know, it's been it's been what probably five months, six months. It's came been over Christmas. It came over Christmas, yeah. five months. But even the Christmas time, you know, that was just a truly. You're in it was and out. In and out. You it was know, a splash and dash. You know, yeah. I got to record, but really only got to spend, you know, maybe a, a few hours total. Whereas opposed to this weekend was. You spent uh, more time here than anywhere else. Uh, literally. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, this was the weekend with no agenda other uh-huh. than I'm going to go to Weston. I spoke some good cigars, support the first shop I ever knew. I'm going to see some friends and then I'm going to read, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Just take take it as it comes. Watch some college basketball or baseball. College baseball. um, Watch a disappointing hockey game. Um, You know, just been watch some boring basketball for a little bit. So it's been good. Been good. We see all the familiar faces. Yeah, and I I think that was one of the best parts. Is you know when I made the plans to come down here, I didn't know y'all were having Mm -hmm. uh, the Perdomo event, which. Uh, that was a lot of fun because, you know, it just brought a ton of people out that even you guys hadn't seen in mm-hmm. some time. And so really got to see um, a lot of, you know, last time we came down, I didn't get to see Brandon at all because I think he was, he he must have been out of town. But, you know, so I got to catch up with Brandon on yeah. Friday night a little bit, you know, first time in 15 months or whatever it had been. So mm-hmm. it, it was really good, this trip, and see a lot of faces and some old friends. and Yep. Well, we're glad you made it down. So tell tell all the, the kiddos and the wife we said hey and hope everything's doing going well for them. All, all right. Well, we will see everybody uh, next week. Sounds good. Be good. Uh, later.